Clay Pop Quiz Hot Shot. This episode oh. brings what number confirmed crew member death since the series premiered? Ooh. Uh, confirmed crew member death. Seven. Double it, as Jordy would say. It's 14. Ah. 14 of them. 14, wow. Which right. gives us a crew complement of 147 at this point. Okay. All right. Just a little bit of trivia for the people out there. This woman died what seems like a horrific death, which is that your yeah. blood pressure makes you blow up. And Janeway will still try CPR, which was kind of pathetic but charming at the same time on you. I <laughs> I really thought that scene was, a, was very darkly funny because she's so <laughs> determined and she starts doing CPR. And the doctor just said she this woman died from intense hypertension, yeah. which means the pressure in her veins was like exploding. (laughs) So in my head, every time she does a compression, I'm just picturing the inside of this woman's body just bursting blood out of all of the things. And he even, he basically even says that where he's like, it's, it's, there's a lot of internal bleeding. You're not really doing any, doing any any good here. She's already dead. This is scientific. It's like pressing down on a, on a, on a bag of wet meat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> CPR on a water mattress with uh, some holes in it or something. Just yeah, exactly. going everywhere. This is Scientific Method. It's the seventh episode of the fourth season of Star Trek Voyager. It came out on October 29th, 1997. Teleplay goes to Lisa Klink, who I feel has been very busy recently. She's written a lot of these teleplays. Story credit goes to Sherry Klein and Harry Doc Clore, directed by David Livingston. Who is this Harry Doc Clore? Where did he come from? In-universe date is 51244.3. Just 2374. In this one, a group of aliens perform experiments on the crew without their knowledge. The crew's knowledge. The aliens know what they're doing. Uh, so this is, this was kind of an interesting one. Um, mm. I don't know if I've said this in a while. Maybe I have. Uh, I like this one, but I did spend the entire time going, this reminds me of Schisms from TNG, and that was a great episode. <laughs> um, so I don't know how much well, I luckily, need to hold. Well, I was just going to say, luckily, I don't remember Schisms enough to have thought that while I was yeah, watching Yeah, Sean, so. Sean watched it with me during the TNG <coughs> oh, okay. podcast, sure. so you, you weren't there to, to watch it. But um, this is really essentially Schisms, just done a little bit less creepily, I think, which kind of kills a lot mm. of the effectiveness of it for me. So here, here's my... My um, <clears throat> my big letdown of this episode, which I don't think is a bad episode, but I, I was thinking about schisms. When the doctor brings Seven into the holodeck and he's like, let me fix your eye thing so you can see the aliens. And then she starts looking around. I was like, this is going to be great. What, what does this fucking alien look like? This thing going to leap out of like nowhere and like attack her or something like that? And no, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It's just to show that she sees the world differently now. And then... I was I was just a little bit let down when she sees the alien. It took me, I think it's intentional, but I don't notice that it's not a crew member at first, you know, because it looks just like mm. a regular person walking around. And so it's a long way to go to say, I thought that this was kind of cool, but Schisms did it better because Schisms was creepy all the way through this alien abduction yeah. idea and like experimentation and like being spooky with it and, you know, yeah. having the crew reminisce on the holodeck about what it looked like when they were abducted and what it was like on the alien flying saucer or whatever. And this one, once you get the reveal, it's like, well, stop them somehow. Shoot them with a phaser, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, 
first of all, uh, X-ray vision really highlights how weird kissing is, doesn't it? Like, right, like seeing the x-ray, like the x-ray. Yeah, yeah. like two just skeletons keep, mushing their face together. But yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a cool concept. I liked, um, I, I liked the uh, 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 continuing breakdown of the crew mysteriously. And I liked the uh, fixing her vision so she could see what was going on. But yeah, I was kind of let down by what exactly she ended up seeing, which was just a bunch of, you know, scientists. Yeah. Invisible scientists dicking around. The thing that I, 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 okay. So I think the biggest dropped ball here, and maybe this is too much to get into for this episode, given what was going on. But like, how i didn't when she starts seeing what's going on and she's seeing all of the crew with all of these weird like appliances yeah, and con- shit contraptions on, them, on their heads how do they not make some sort of like borg thing out of it? you know like mm. how does she not respond in uh, either like afraid or something you know because it's it seemed like such a weird first of all it was it was goofy enough that for a second I didn't know what the hell was going on. Because <laughs> when the you first see the time they showed, you mean? Yeah, yeah. When they showed the first person walking and they had this like weird neck brace thing on, I I for a second I was like, wait, was that is that something that that person was just wearing? I didn't notice that before. But then she goes into the mess hall and everybody's got like Lego sets on yeah. their heads and shit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I was kind of surprised that they didn't touch on any of the, like the the comparisons between that stuff and the board. But maybe that's too much for the story they're trying to tell. I didn't. I didn't even. Uh, really think of that i i thought it was kind of this was maybe the most egregious example i thought of seven being the lead character in the episode for Mm. some reason like seven's the one that solves it uh because she has the borg eye implant or something that can do it the doctor's there too but i don't i don't know if i would call this a seven episode but it's it's intriguing to me that seven is the character who like is the protagonist basically that's like driving a lot of the stuff or like figuring out what's going on it felt the least necessary for her to be that. Um, they don't, I don't think the episode even goes out of its way to explain why she's seemingly immune to it because she gets experimented on. She gets poked right. with the thing, so it, but it doesn't seem to do anything. Yeah, you'd think she'd be the first one they went to. Because she's already sort of hooked up. She's she's ready right. for, for like their As hijacking. far as fascinating subjects, the half Borg, half human is, seems to be high on the list. But yeah, <clears throat> I think, you know... I, it didn't bother me that much because she doesn't become the main character until like halfway through the episode, you yeah. know, because it's it's so much of the, the ship as a whole trying to figure it out. Um, and then, yeah, for whatever reason, she becomes the one that can't can't or isn't affected by what's going on. Maybe they just didn't get to her yet. I don't yep. know exactly why they don't really talk about it. But um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good overall. I the one thing that was that was kind of bugging me though is if the people exist like they're they're invisible but they exist like you can you can like poke them if you walk into them I assume right yeah you can certainly shoot them with a phaser and cause them to right. appear so how come how come Janeway anytime she went like this and like touched her head didn't feel yeah three spikes sticking out of her foot i know i'm 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 asking too many magic xylophone (laughs) questions here but (laughs) it's the kind of thing where it's like i really like the idea and i'm sure the the writer's room explanation is like well they're 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 vibrating on a different 
dimensional frequency, yeah, yeah. so you can't. They're there, but you can't touch them or some shit like that, which mm-hmm. is fine. I don't need everything. Explained. But it's also there causing an issue to a character, right? So it's not. It, right. It's both there and not because Janeway, for instance, has headaches because she has these things in her head, but at the same time, yeah. she can't touch. Them. I love. I love the Janeway stuff. Mm-hmm. I really, really like the Janeway stuff. Watching her like go crazy from sleep deprivation and have that turn into her being like, I'm going to crash the fucking ship and kill everybody just to spite you people. I loved that. I thought that was great. The, uh, I don't know if you remember schisms all that well. Schisms has it. Riker is kind of the primary character at the start where he's mm-hmm. getting abducted and experimented on at night. And he has a similar, um, his symptoms are the same in that it feels like he goes to bed and he wakes up almost instantly and they're like, you're late. And he's like, I just, it's like, it's, you know, it's nighttime. Oh, sure. They're like, no, it's, it's yeah. the morning. Like you've been asleep for 11 hours. And he's like, it felt like nothing happened. So he's also suffering from um, sleep deprivation in that episode, which is kind of the clue as to what's going on. I, I think that I, I was kind of disappointed just on like the, just on like a, how the episode presents itself. I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't just show the contraptions for a while. Like you, you see the aliens right away with mm. the things. And I was like, you know, it's hard not to compare. Schisms were so effective because you never saw the aliens until the very end. And it was like, there, there was no, it was just kind of a creepy thing about like what's going on here. And I feel that the the little devices on everyone would have been more spooky I guess at that point, that cuts down on what Seven can do because Seven could just start talking to people. If you don't see the aliens, the aliens have to be there to stop her from explaining what's going on. Mm. I don't know. I, I just, I found this one watchable and, in, and so, like fun to watch. I guess it, it never kicked into a higher gear for me, really. It just felt like a very yeah. effective episode that was like, okay, this is, this is fine. And it, the things that it kind of, you know, if it, if it, if you're saying that the episode wants to get into this argument that Janeway has with the chief medical alien on the other side, where they're like, "We're not so different from you," I didn't find that very effective because I don't think the Voyager crew mm. would medically experiment on aliens in any like. I didn't understand what her analogy was, so that fell a little bit flat. I like the Tom and Bellana stuff. Um, yeah. I wish that Especially tied more end. into it a little bit. Yeah. Like Janeway's being pissed off felt like it. I don't know. I, I I guess maybe I'm looking for just an angle where the experiments on the crew are. I like Janeway's experimentation, right? Because it actually creates a sort of character thing. I feel it's less effective when they're like, it's DNA and it makes Chakotay an old man. And then, then he's just sitting around right. as an old yeah. man. But that doesn't do anything. Sorry, I'm kind of all over the place because what I, what I like about mm. the ending is that Tom and Bellana even kind of jokingly are just like, do we feel this way because these aliens were experimenting on us? Yeah. And I wish that yeah. I saw more like character stuff that I was like, is this coming from the aliens or is this like a thing that someone is actually thinking? Like, I, I thought that would have been more effective as a character episode than what it turned out to be. Yeah, I like that bit at the end. I, I wish they had played it. I wish they had played that bit at the end a little bit more unsure. Yeah, less jokey. You know, if there's a... Yeah, well, well, maybe you can still joke, but have a, a little moment of recognition that, you know, maybe that this is the case. Like, they're not entirely sure that, that it's not the case. Because um, I liked when they were saying, like, yeah, we we don't know how long these people were on the ship. You did 
you did kind of come out of nowhere. We don't know when they were starting to do this, and they're doing it all very jokey, which is fine. But um, I I, I kind of I wish one of them was like, yeah, do you think they made Cass explode? <laughs> <clears throat> And it's then the possible. other one would go, who's, who's, who's Cass? Cass? I don't know who Cass is. <laughs> um, I, I think for the ending, if they had... Uh, I don't think they do this. Maybe Correct me if I'm wrong, but they... Because they end it making out again, right? Like the, the yeah. passion is still there. I kind of would have liked it if they had... You know, the lesson learned is that they're acting like high schoolers and they're sort of making out all the time. And the lesson that they learned from the aliens is that, like, maybe we should slow down and think about this because that would tie more into the Janeway thing of like them, like being sort of personally embarrassing to themselves mm. about how they're going about it. Like it, I thought it would have been a nice metaphor for just like slowing down and taking the relationship more seriously than they are, but, sure. but they don't, yeah. they just go back to their kind of like, well, maybe I don't, let's see if we feel the same way after we have sex right now. And it's like, well, I, I wish it had caused more of a, um, not a comeuppance, but like a, a realization that their relationship they both want to take it more seriously than they seem to be taking it, which is basically just hooking yeah. up in the warp core or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was, there was some weird stuff um, regarding the relationship because at first I was like, is this whole episode going to be about how Balana discovers she's a closet exhibitionist? Is mm-hmm. that what's going on here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that was linked to what was going on with these guys or, or what, but, um, but yeah, I, I think, it seems like that's the layup, right? For for this story is for them to take a a moment to maybe kind of say like, you know what? We don't have to stop seeing each other, but we don't exist in a vacuum here. We right. are in a very specific circumstance that maybe requires a little bit more thoughtfulness. Yes. Yeah, and just to again just to treat the aliens uh, the let's really think about what this relationship is as opposed to just going yeah. off of these drives that maybe are alien, you know, in the sci-fi context, it's alien motivated or maybe it is, but anything like that, that would have been good. Cause I, I like the Tom and Bolana stuff so far. I think that they're fine together. Um, yeah. I did think, man, she went from zero to 60, uh, exhibitionist wise very yeah. quickly where yeah. the first time she, they're in the Jeffrey's tube, which I understand. Cause you know, that seems like it's out of the way. And yep. The second time she's like, let's go upstairs to this open air balcony where literally anybody could walk in at any time. <laughs> Tupac. Like, yeah, she even points to it and they look at it from the bottom yeah. floor. It's- so it's like, it's right there. <laughs> Shut the door. <clears throat> yeah, they, they, I think it's a, I, I think on a show that had a little bit more going on, I think it would be kind of a charming little side plot. I, I think what what strikes me as funny about it is how focused the show is on it. It's like we've got five episodes mm. in a row. We're just going to go about Tom and Bolana uh, getting together. And it's like I, I don't think that they are an interesting enough relationship to carry the amount of screen time the show is giving them this far. Like, I, I think they need a little bit of a break or like another character yeah. needs to step up and have a, a, a plot that's going on so that they can balance yeah. things out. But on its face, I don't mind it. it it's it's okay. I just, um, I, they obviously can't keep this up for very long. So I'm, I'm wondering how, how long we have of the, the courtship of these two is a focus of the show. Yeah. Um, I think that's the thing It's like it, much like seven, 
the as a character, I think this relationship is new enough that they can kind of cycle through some generic relationship stuff, yeah, and get some story out of it. But you know, halfway through this season, I can't imagine like what 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 are we really going to be interested in cutting back to Bellana and yeah. Paris? You know, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. They don't have a lot of um. Well, because I guess they're they're in the honeymoon stage at this point, but there is no strife between them anymore. So the the relationship right, yeah. is uh, the conflict is just other people finding out about it or or whatever the case. I'm may sure, be. I'm sure there's going to be an episode where it's like uh, we need an away team. Um, yeah, yeah. Balana, you go down. Paris is like, no, don't send her. I'll go. And then she's like, why wouldn't you let me go in the away team? You know because <laughs> I don't know what I would do if anything happened to you. That's what you know that kind of shit. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's my favorite moments. <clears throat> I did like. Um, Let's both go so we can die together. <laughs> That's that DS Nine episode, Heart of Heart of Something, where Worf and uh, Dax go down to the planet. Dax gets sick, almost dies. Oh yeah, right. Um, that was I, I did. I did like. I did like um, Tuvok's complete uh, tells on them right away. Like he just yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tuvok could have been more cool about it because when when Paris approaches him afterwards and he's like, "You you aren't asking me to be untruthful, are you?" and he's like, "No, no, of course not." Like he didn't have to say. Like Spock wouldn't have said anything, you know? Yeah, I'd, I, Spock would have been like, "I'm not lying, but I'm just not volunteering the information, which is not a lie. Right? It's yes. not an untruth because it never came up." If the, yeah, right. Like Janeway would have to ask him about it, and then he'd be like, "Well, I have to tell the truth here." But yeah, he. But then. Tuvok had to be like, I saw I saw Bellana and Tom in the closet making babies, and one of the babies looked at me. <laughs> he sensed it, sensed the baby. He's like, <laughs> shall do you, should, shall I flog them like I've been flogging the bishop? <laughs> he was. I actually really liked this episode for Tuvok because he was being pretty. Um, stealthily bitchy in this episode yeah, with that yeah. line and then later when uh when the ship is blowing up and janeway's like i hope you're exaggerating about those odds and he just goes i was not <laughs> <laughs> yeah tuvok's um i still like tuvok I, I feel i feel the show doesn't focus on tuvok as much as it used to early on which i think is a kind of a, a shame but he, he still strikes me as one of my favorite characters off the show i think um, a good performance, very funny inflection, and it's Remember funny when that Tuvok showed up in Picard season three. That was yeah, fun. yeah. Remember that? Yeah, that happened. but he was a changeling, right? So it wasn't really Tuvok. Well, but then he was Tuvok at the end. Oh, he was. Okay. He like I doesn't he? I think he he says gives, job well uh, done or something. Seven, he gives seven a command. Oh, or that's right, or a commendation a or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, I forget. Greatest season of Star Trek since season three. Of well, <laughs> we'll have to rewatch that one after we finish Voyager, so we can fully appreciate yeah. what it meant when Tuvok showed up. Uh, outside of that, I it's interesting you like the Janeway stuff. Um, the Janeway stuff to me was another example of like I, I thought the episode could have focused on that more yeah. and and yeah, made it so. more important. Because um, I. 
you know, that's that's kind of the thing. If you're not if you're gonna go focus on the sci-fi weirdness of you can see the aliens now and isn't this weird what they're doing to us, I, I, I think it's much more interesting and it's frankly much more schisms like to like show you the impact of what's the abductions are yeah. doing to these people or the experimentation. Um because she just seemed like even the build of it, like for a long for most of it, it seems like she just has a headache. But then it, I don't know if they mentioned her I only recall them saying much later that she hasn't been sleeping. Like towards the end of the episode, yeah. that's the first time I thought that I was like, oh, she hasn't been sleeping at all. I thought she just had headaches, but I don't know. Well, they've been, I mean, they're not spending all their time on her. So they, I think it's reasonable that there have been her, her, whatever's happening to her has been ramping up yeah. off screen, you know, to the point that she's, because every time you see her, she looks worse, you know? And, yeah. And, yeah. Her hair is more um, frizzled. So, yeah. <laughs> so it makes sense to me that she's, she's all messed up. I, um, I was surprised to find out that Chakotay's tattoo goes like around his head partially. Once he gets old. Yeah. Yeah. Once he, I guess you put or is it, it just on his there, hair. His hair is covering it. I think it's just his hair is covering it. They must get it. Their head shaved when they get the tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Bam Bam Bigelow. One of the uh, one of the reviews uh, said this was yet another uh, DNA manipulation episode that Voyager seems to do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really notice it for that. It's it's the I get a little bit. Are are you in favor of a story where the ran, the things that are happening to the crew are seemingly random or? Do you like them all to be affected the same way? You know what I mean? I feel like we've seen versions sure. of both. I, 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 I don't know which one is better. I, I think it's just that the uh, something that was a little bit unsatisfying about this one is that like I like the Janeway uh, <clears throat> thing that was happening to her. Chicote felt silly, and then Neelix just yeah. felt stupid. It's like he looks like a leopard yeah. Neelix, you know? Yeah, I actually kind of thought the Neelix one was a little bit more appropriate than the Chakotay one because mm-hmm. the the Neelix one they were they were activating a dormant set of genes inside him. Yeah. which is which is interesting from a scientific standpoint. Chakotay, it was like it was like the, their science their scientific uh experiment was yes, apparently they do get old. Yeah, they get old. We can speed like it up. It was just it. Yeah, it which was not there wasn't particularly anything interesting about it. Like the girl, the woman dying from yeah. exploding hypertension was kind of cool, <laughs> <clears throat> but the Chicote one was kind of lame. Yeah. So that's a lot. I guess it's a long way of me saying, I think, I think that I like the separate stuff happening. If the separate stuff is, um, interesting, you know, the, it, yeah. Or equally like if everybody was, maybe. yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. If uh, if everybody was reacting the same way Janeway was, that doesn't, you know, then you get into like, then it's just another one of those episodes where everybody on the ship goes crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is like, hey, I've seen that a million times. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't <clears throat> in this one. Uh, I, like, I, I feel the Chicote one felt a little bit strange because he still, he still kind of felt like he had like a young man's vigor to him. He was just an old, old looking person, but he, yeah. Even I did like the scene where him and Neelix are talking about their like growing old pains or whatever the hell's going on with them, their jaws stories about what's what's happened to them. It did all of this did kind of remind me a little bit of uh um <clears throat> I read a book 
I don't remember if it was Blitzed, some World War II book I read in the past year, <clears throat> was talking about all of the, it might have been an Operation Paperclip book. I don't know. It all runs together. It's all the same stuff. Um, how basically the Nazis would just like do this stuff where they'd be like, what happens? What happens if we uh, uh, drop a person into a furnace at a, yeah. at, from a certain height? Yep. It's like, oh, they, they burn and they die. Okay, well, write that down. We know that now. What happens if we if we put a person into this into this chamber and then turn the pressure up to unbelievable unbelievable levels? Oh, they die. They, yep. Their veins explode and they die. All right, write that down. Good yeah, to know. Yeah. Good to know. A lot of cutting off limbs and reattaching them and seeing what happens and stuff like that. Yeah, but like that's that's the kind of vibe that uh, that was coming from these guys, and it was. I think it could have been. I, well, what do you think about the the speech, the back and forth that they have the the lead scientist has with Janeway? Because I like I like the idea of Janeway sort of taking the position of the of the lab mice are fighting back in this yeah. situation. But I feel like the the the, the strength of the episode kind of lives or dies by that scene, and I don't know if yeah if what they're doing is as you were saying as terrifying or as a really kind of affecting enough to get to that scene and really feel like really land the point that they, they seem to be making about, you know, genetic testing or just yeah. experimentation on living things in general. Yeah. It's not, um, well, I guess to, to do just one final contrast with schisms, right. Is that the, the aliens and schisms are much more of a metaphor for alien abductions, which is the things that they're doing are like bizarre, you know, and like the way that alien abduction stories are like, why would, why would they do this? Like, so the stuff that happens to the crew and that is, um, inexplicable. There's like no reason or like no rationale for what's happening here. I, I think by, I think the decision to make the aliens people that you can have a conversation with puts you in a position where that scene has to land that you're talking about where Janeway confronts them and they have to have a good reason. Schisms episode aliens don't need a reason. They just have to be weird. And it's like, Oh, what the hell is going on? Like, this is frightening. These guys, once you start deciding that you're going to have a conversation with them and you can talk to them and they're basically just normal people who are invisible when they do experiments if you don't have an airtight argument, I, I think it feels like a waste of time almost. It's mm -hmm. it's, and I don't think that these guys have a very good argument because, as I said before, their their pushback is like, "You do things like this," and it's like, I I don't think Voyage has ever done <laughs> anything like this at yeah, all. It's a, it's a, I think it's a, um, what is it? The editorial you, you know, the royal, you. just the royal, it's like the royal the, I think you. humans. Humans, humans in general, I think is probably what they're what they're referencing. Not not Voyager specifically, but it's too it's too specific. I I don't yeah. I, I don't think it works. Like the because they don't even they don't get into what they're doing is not even a cure. It's a like these guys are kind of similar to the Vidians in some ways, right? Like, but I, I feel that the Vidians were grounded more because they're their goal was clear and stated. And these guys are just yeah, like, these... <laughs> what's that? No, no, these guys, these guys are like, well, I mean, 
we might find some something disease out. could come up. Yeah, and so that we would have the answer to. <laughs> we, we might, which have would the be answer. great if it happens. <laughs> some you might run into a virus that causes your arteries to explode, and we'll have yes. ex- exactly said. But I, I think that I think that's kind of the issue is that like they they're just sort of like trying shit to see if anything happens, but they don't. The Vidians. Yeah. You know, the Vidians work for me because there's kind of a, not a, you have like a sympathy or something. Like you can understand why they're going about this horrible stuff that they're doing because they're trying to cure this plague that's affected them all. These mm-hmm. guys don't even have a disease or a reason that their experimentation is driving them to do anything. They're just kind of fucking around with it, which I think undermines their their point to Janeway. Yeah. I mean, you never know. If they have enough tries, they may find the cure for 14 stab wounds to the back. Yep. It's always, yeah, it's always it, the 14th um, that gets you. Yeah. You're <laughs> doing uh, fine. Like, there's a great scene in H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's At the Mountains of Madness, which I generally find to be a fairly tedious story. Um, but, you know, they, they discover these uh, old ones, right? These creatures that have been frozen in the ice. Yep. And they're not very, very non-human, very, very alien looking. <clears throat> and they bring one back to camp. They bring a couple back to camp. And they uh, they dissect one of them um, because, you know, obviously they want to see what's going on and everything. And they kind of leave it on the table. And they leave the other one alone. And then, uh, of course, the other one wakes up because it defrosts. Mm-hmm. And they get all freaked out and blah, 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 blah. And then at some point they come back and they find that there is a human who has been flayed open like the other thing was. And they're like... Oh my God! They're doing the same experiments on us that we were doing on it. Sure, like that. That's that's where it gets kind of like creepy and stuff. Where yeah. it's if you don't know, like that's the thing about alien abduction. That's so creepy, right? You know, they say you don't. They're doing crazy shit. You don't know why they're doing it, which makes it that much scarier. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and this one, that's not what they're going for. They are trying to make a point, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's if it lands. If it has as much oomph as they want it to, when it's like, well, you never know. Maybe you might start exploding from high blood pressure. Don't you want to know how to stop that? Yeah. It's like, well, we'll know. We'll sure. share the data like with you. Tiger insurance. It's working really well. I've had no tigers attack my house since I've started paying for it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the it's the best kind of insurance. It's very it's you know reasonable too. If you want to get in on it, I know someone. <laughs> All the infinite banking insurance is tiger tiger backed uh, mutual funds. Uh, I think tiger insurance is the same thing as when you buy an appliance on Amazon. They're like, "Would you like a two year warranty, warranty for sixty dollars?" Yeah. Have some faith. Have some faith in your product, people. I'm not going to yeah. buy the warranty. Also, I did that once. I did that once. And then the thing that I bought ended up breaking. And I was like, oh, great. Well, I have that warranty I bought. It's like, well, no, you got to buy it. And then you got to like activate it through some arcane yeah, system of system. things, which I, which I did not do, obviously. So it was a waste of money. They don't really do rebates anymore. huh? I haven't had a rebate in a long time where like you buy it at full price and then they give you a $20 coupon. They have to mail them. I actually just got one. Oh, nice. I bought new tires for the car. Got $100. Of a rebate. Sent you have to mail in yeah, like, the certificate. Yeah, it was it was I uh, did a QR thing on the phone, put in a couple bits of information, got a Visa card for a hundred dollars in the mail. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Yokohama Tires. Visa card only accepted at any tire location there. Right. Yes. Um 
Yeah, I guess my final point before we go to patron thoughts is that um, I I was entertained by this one, but I do think it suffers from the Voyager problem of a lot of the a lot of the like the narrative threads or the plots or the ways that they take a story kind of feel that they're just done to be done. Really, like I, I think that the aliens, the alien having a conversation with the aliens and trying to see their point of view feels like mm-hmm. a template script idea that that's like this is what star trek does we're going to do it yeah uh yeah. like reality of the situation be damned sort of like it's just something mm-hmm. we're going to do and i i feel that this episode has a lot of that stuff it's just like, like the tom Abalana stuff kind of feels the same way it's like it's 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 okay but it's it's not wholly original or wholly interesting or wholly doing anything like that but it was a fine enough episode i guess that's that's my that's my last sort of like critique of it is that it um it just feels a little bit expected I guess a lot yeah. of the time yeah yeah I do wonder if there's a different version of this where you get to spend a little bit more time with seven um, as the person who's removed from everything and watching it and seeing her kind of because like it's it's a fairly fairly shocking thing to yeah as as someone who is now newly human again or on their way anyway to see this stuff being done. It could be kind of shocking. I mean, I don't really know what the story is there, but I'm sure they could think of something. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I like that stuff. I really, I, my favorite bit in the whole episode was when she goes into the, um, uh, Vinci. mess hall. Oh, no. Cool. And she goes into the mess hall and is looking like trying to pretend like she's just another member of the crew and she pours herself a cup of coffee. <laughs> cup of coffee. And then she puts the coffee down and leaves. <laughs> it's like this is what the humans do. I really I really liked the um where she's fucking around with it, whatever she's trying to do to fix the problem and Tuvok comes down mm-hmm. and he's like, Stop touching the buttons. Um, I like that stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I liked it just because she's like she's like Tuvok. Like I have to do this because, and then it cuts to the three aliens just walk over and like stare. Yes. At <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another thing. Like I, 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 I was really into that bit because that was another instance of like, oh shit, Seven is doing something that's very suspicious. Right. And yeah. where does this fall on the level of the crew trusting, trusting her? her? Yeah. You know. And so, like, if 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 Seven starts acting weird, and it's she can't tell you what's going on because there's this other, you know, larger threat. Yeah. I think that's an interesting way to get into more uh, trust questions with her. But at the same time, every episode can't be, do we trust seven? That's going to get old pretty fast. But, um, but, but I did well, like I that guess scene. It was, yeah. I, I feel that the, I feel like this is one of the better episodes to do that trust storyline on though, because yeah. it, it actually feels, um, relevant to the situation i honestly yeah. i think that that's another good example of what i was just talking about which is that the, the show is just kind of doing what's expected of it but it's not being like because this is seven it should probably mean something more than what we're going to give you with this like i i was mm-hmm. honestly surprised that it didn't it didn't result in an episode where like seven is put in the brig you know because she's like the only one right. that can't explain it she solves <laughs> You know, a typical, it's kind of a Voyager thing. Like, they, they're building the scene. They're like, oh, shit, how's Seven going to get out of this one? And she just grabs a phaser and shoots the alien. Is like, see, the aliens. I actually really like that. <laughs> I actually really right like that. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty pretty good, where she's <laughs> like, ah, fuck it. And she just blows the whole thing up. <clears throat> That's it. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. 
we're going to wrap up with some patron comments. Now, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go to patreon.com slash the Penske file. Leave your thoughts on upcoming episodes. There's also a whole bunch of podcasts you can listen to over at patreon.com slash the Penske file. Here is she, our... Uh, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say she she blasts that one dude, and then when the other ones show up, she gives them the, all the Charlie Murphy and says, you, you guys take one more step forward. I'm kicking this motherfucker out the window. <laughs> Stand over the warp core with him. The aliens have a very uh, interesting hierarchy. It seems like there are 100,000 different leaders that you can talk to, and they all have equal importance about who, yeah. who's, who's uh, mean, taking some yeah, orders. As bottom, bottom rung of Star Trek alien species in this episode. Oh, you think so? For, the, for these guys? Yeah, I mean, it's just there's, there's nothing interesting. Like, they're just there to serve that purpose. There's, like, no real, in, nothing interesting behind them or... Yeah. It's like, well, yes, we also are scientists with funky hair. Funky hair and some some funny ears. I got w- one last thing before we go to the patron comments, which mm. we will get into right here. Um, did you like the solution to the problem? You're flying into a star? <laughs> into a star. <clears throat> I, I did. I, I It was so insane that I, had, I enjoyed it. I thought that was like it was... Uh, it was a solution born of a problem created by the aliens, right? Because they yeah. they drove Janeway to basically insanity, yeah, and which ended up being a problem for them, but a solution for Voyager, which I I liked. Yeah, it's uh It was the only thing that I I don't really didn't really. I mean, it's hard to even register it anymore in these episodes where it's like. Yeah, well, we found a thing out there. If we get close enough to it, we can probably get some interesting readings on it. It's like, all right, well, let's, I guess, do that. And yes. then that will come into play somewhere in the third act of the story yeah. Yeah. or fifth act TV. Yeah. I don't. Um, uh, to me, it's a it's representative of the, uh, the shift that happened somewhere along the line. So we've talked before about how the Voyager is CG. And so the CG now allows the ships to do sort of funny things that don't really feel like they, the old shows used to do them. They have a, they have a kind of physics to them that is feels different and things, things feel like bouncy around or something. Yeah. Um, the models had a way to it. This feels like a kind of example of that, which is that like, I find this almost like super, like, you walk this fine line of like, this is a sci-fi show and they make up a whole bunch of bullshit all the time. But you hit yeah. a, a point where you're like, I don't think the ship can fly through a star. Like <laughs> it's, it's just, why don't they make yeah. the shuttlecrafts out of the stuff that Voyager's made out of? Because Voyager can get extremely hot flying through a star and then just come out the other side and be like, well, that's that's fine. I know they didn't fly right through it. They flew through the two of them or something like that, but it, it still feels... Yeah, between two pulsars two or pulsars. something. Well, I, was sure. look, I was looking at... um. Something there was the, the there was a link about the dual binary pulsar, which I guess is a very uh, novel thing that's been discovered. Um, but just the sense of scale, they were saying that if if the the two pul- the pulsars that they know, if you had them marble sized, they would be eight hundred feet apart from each other. <laughs> so there's still like a huge amount of distance between yeah. the two things. Space yeah. is big, y'all. It is. It's one of those things that on TV you forget. Like that's. That's why I always get it. Always tickles me and kind of annoys me whenever the ships are like right next to each other because yeah, it's, like, it's a lot of space. Even even though in the show, it's like 
800 kilometers between yeah. ships. But, you know, I guess they use really long lenses in space, so everything looks very collapsed. Yeah. It's the one thing we liked about, um, if you remember when we did Battlestar for the Patreon. Oh, yeah. I think Battlestar's uh, fight scenes were interesting because they clearly were realizing that the ships don't have to be near each other. They should be very right. far away from each other when they're shooting at each other. Yeah. And, you know, that's... that's um, I, you know, they don't do this quite the same way in in my all-time fave Balance of Terror, but that's kind of the vibe that you get from that. It's it's yeah. much more, like you, like you would think starship battles would be more like submarine battles, where it's like you're firing a photon torpedo half a light year away. Yeah, where you think they're going to be in 10 minutes. Right, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Don't, don't, don't get into it. That's that's the uh, that's why the phaser would be effective. Like it's just laser instant, just hits you right there. Um, this is the patron comments. Then we're gonna go with Kyle Barrett with our first comment. I will send this to you, Clay. You can start us off with the comments. I'm just delaying until I find our little chat. There it is. Scientific method. Remember season one when the entire point was Voyager becoming a generational ship and Janeway was so happy about the crew pairing off, screwing, and having kids? Janeway herself seems to have forgotten, although to be fair, she does have knives being driven into her skull. And if this episode is about anything, it's don't fuck with a woman when she's got a headache. Mm -hmm. At its best, Voyager can be a funny show and a creepy show, and this episode manages to be both. Yes, it's basically Schisms 2.0, but it's effective, especially that great sequence of Seven seeing all the aliens and their experiments for the first time. It even has a great, funny, characterful scene between Chakotay and Neelix, which I previously would have thought impossible. Four out of five. <sighs> Everything, anything is possible. Taxile Bear says, scientific method, lots of shenanigans before we see what is happening, but the payoff isn't bad. Seeing the aliens is pretty cool, and them having some pretty advanced technology is kind of scary. Also, Janeway being unhinged is pretty fun. She should do that more often. Should she? <laughs> but, oh, Bob. That's, that, a, that's a, I was just going to say, that's that's a recipe for mutiny right there. Is, is, <laughs> Bob J. Kester, who has added his pronunciation to his name, which I much appreciate. I can't tell you. There's, there's been over the years. There've been a lot of um, people on Patreon who like tell me how to pronounce the name, and I always say just add it to the to the profile thing. Bob, you're the first person who's. Actually, I didn't even say it, and Bob did it on on his own. So I applaud you for uh, not giving me your incredibly complicated foreign sounding name that I I have to mangle as an American. Scientific methods. God, God forbid you do the work and figure it out. Make I, them I looked it up once, and now it's it's that trivia thing where like I've looked it up, and I'm pretty sure I don't know what the right answer is anymore. Like I looked it up, and I just it was with this, was it this? Bob says scientific method. Voyager confirms its ability to be spooky by improving on some borrowed TNG plots with Seven of Nine alone in a crowd, much like the best O'Brien DS9 episodes. Four out of five. Hmm. Artorius, I'll send this one to you. Boop, 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 boop. Artorius with scientific method. This episode seems to hearken to how the Japanese and the Germans would conduct horrific experiments on the Chinese and Jews, respectively, without any regards for what would happen to them. I like how Janeway went full mama bear after one of her crew died. You don't want to get between that woman and her cubs. But the solution to the alien problem did feel contrived. I felt like the ending kind of sucked. 
The side drama and dialogue with Bellana in Paris was corny and childish, though. Why can't people just act like adults? Three unlawful experiments out of five. It was strange that the Bellana and Tom conflict is that they're acting unprofessional while they seem to think that their relationship being a thing is the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. No one cares that they're in a relationship. It's just that they right. are apparently on duty making out and stuff like that. That's the problem, you know? Yeah, right. Point Isn't that always the way, though? It's like, we can't tell anybody. Nobody needs. Nobody can know about this. It's uh, And then everybody finds out. It's like, yeah, we know. We don't fucking care, man. Yeah, yeah. It's clearly. That's Star Trek romance for you. Point Extra G says, scientific method, when an alien shows up and threatens to experiment on the Enterprise crew, Picard just starts to self-destruct and speechifies. How boring. When it happens on Voyager, Janeway flies the ship into a binary pulsar, pulsar like a boss. It's not an entirely new, but still enjoyable plot. And we get some good character beats in there. How many um, aliens do you think fit on one of those ships? Because she blew one of those ships up. She killed a lot of those aliens. Yeah. They were pretty small for the amount of aliens that were on. I think Seven says how many yeah. aliens. She's got like 53 of them or something like that. So maybe that makes sense. So she killed like 26 aliens. <laughs> Assuming their evacuation was orderly and uh, arranged, that, that is what happened. This is Justice for, justice for the Toon Shoe. The Toon Shoe that gets dropped into the dip by yes. Judge Doom. and yep. yeah. The last things I really wanted to see in Voyager were Chakotay resembling a booger and Neelix looking like something that would cause a trypophobe to go into severe shock. But here we are. I'll always remember this episode as Janeway's sexual repression gone amok, something I'm sure that would have made Roddenberry weep at night. It was really humorous to see Harry Kim cluelessly bellowing out, smells good. Like a Protestant virgin, totally oblivious to the fact that he was probably the very last thing Tom and Bellana wanted to deal with at the moment. Two and a half medical fetish equipments out of five. Do you know what trypophobia is? Uh, that's the that's the one where it's like you don't like holes and stuff. Yeah, a, 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 an aversion or fear of patterns or tightly packed holes. Yeah, like shower heads. It's pretty. You're scared of a shower head or something. Oh, interesting. I hmm. Yeah, I, I, I have come across it. We talked about that a bit when we talked about um, the Invisible Man, the the new Invisible Man on uh, Rotten Horror Picture Show because the suit that the guy wears has a definite, like it looks like it's a bunch of holes. It's a very creepy thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, anytime, uh, especially if you see that like on skin, it's very disturbing. Yep. I haven't seen that movie in a, long, in a little while, I think. I think I liked it. Yeah, it's good. It's a good one. It's like number 11 on our list somehow, but I don't know if it's that good, but it was good. Super good. Changeling says, scientific method. The bookends are so far removed from the episode's plot, they are less like bookends and more like someone took the dust jacket from a book and put their porn in so they can read it on the subway. The rest of the episode is fine, I guess. I like Total Psycho Janeway. It's like the Joker said, people in their last moments show you who they really are. Two rumors that Jerry Ryan repeatedly goosed Picardo while he was wearing those tights in the Da Vinci simulation out of five. I did wonder if um, if what we were seeing from Janeway in this was the literalization of, of Mulgrew's frustrations with Jerry Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> this is the... It's a new um, suit for Seven. It's different from her other one. Has like, yeah, it's, has a different I think neck. It's, 
Yeah, she changed into the softer fabric last episode, but this one I think has a, still a little bit different. It's got that like piping yeah. that comes down off the neck. You know? Yeah, yeah. so they're, they're still working on it. Is, is there any indication that the shittiness was both like two ways? Because it, it seems to me, Jerry Ryan seems like she's probably an incredibly nice person. And it's it, like from what I have heard, it sounds like it was mostly Mulgrew being shitty to her mm-hmm. um, in an unwarranted way. <laughs> sure. Is there any indication that Jerry Ryan was like an equal diva or anything? No, I don't think so. Although the only thing that makes me suspicious is um, when you hear one side far more than the other. It makes me wonder mm. about that. I don't think I've ever heard Mulgrew say anything about it, really. So. Yeah. Like if it if it like all comes she, from one side, what's she gonna side? say? You know, <laughs> Jerry was a real. Bitch. I, yeah, I I I was felt completely justified in what I did because I mean, well, look at her; she's just got those big blue eyes and the long blonde hair. I mean, nobody likes that. Nobody, nobody's interested. No, we'll have to we'll have to look up some uh, background reading on it. Jonas says, scientific method, Tuvok, shall I flog them too? Tuvok, I'll join you in Tuscany for a glass of wine. The showrunners seem to be exploring his Vulcan personality by adding wits and sentiment. Chakotay and Neelix in the sickbay together reminded me of the many times I've overheard old men on golf courses exchanging long lists of bodily ailments. Finally, the aliens have a point. We humans do to animals what the aliens did to the Voyager crew, maim or kill them in the service of protecting our own. I wonder if the episode was trying to communicate that. Two out of five. Uh, the metaphor still doesn't work to me because yeah. you can't talk to the rabbit. You know, like the the sure the, they. I think that that's the thing that works better for the schisms thing is like if there's no communication, you get the sense that this is like an alien uh, or animal experimentation metaphor because it, it makes more sense there. But they have a conversation about this and debate the merits yeah. of it. Yeah, I you know I guess it depends on how literal, like or, or how one to one you want the metaphor to be, um, but yeah, I would say it's it feels more this this way feels more classic Star Trek, like I could see them doing this story on TOS, yeah, and having a dialogue scene with Kirk and the, the, the alien, you know, like that, that doesn't seem, that seems like how they would do it back then. You still come. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't disagree. Oops. Sorry. The thing skipped. Where am I? We did that. We did that. Patrick Seba says scientific method, a cool use of seven. That's always a treat though. Tom and BT act like teen kids in heat. This cool mystery is what we like to see though. Cast strength shows gaps. Sorry, Wang, not elite five invisible facial injections out of five. He should, uh, he should publish a book of these. I know. Versus, uh, I'll do it. I'll do it for him. About Star Trek Voyager. I'll only, I'll only take 60% of the income. This is Grappler John's own with the final comments that I just sent to you. I don't see this episode on a lot of top Voyager episode lists, but I think I should. 
Finally, here's a premise that is actively non-serious, sorry, that this actively non-serious show can get behind. You aren't close to a coronary event because you're getting old or because you're sedentary or because your subordinates are incompetent asshats. It's because invisible aliens are sticking forks in your temples. Mm -hmm. Character-based scenes, superb pacing, and a generous dollop of They Live, but with Jerry Ryan instead of Rowdy Roddy Piper, (laughs) makes this one of Voyager's cleanest episodes so long as you shield your nose when the animal testing analogy comes at you. Mm. Janeway's crescendo from moody to phaser around and find out is so satisfying that a number of brilliant moments get forgotten. Neelix and Chakotay's old men having an organ recital and Tom shutting the door on Harry come to mind. I don't know if this is a truly iconic episode of Star Trek, but it's a great episode of Voyager, the highest of fours. Thanks, everybody. Grappler is usually fairly... uh critical of this show as he says in that comment but he loved it he loved he loved this episode uh that's it thanks everybody for leaving your thoughts about scientific method the latest episode of voyager clay i think we're i think this is like average to four for everybody here there's pretty high marks from the patrons what are you going to give it on our scale of one to five um I think I'm going to go high three on this one. I think yeah. I think there's a few things I, I wish they had done a little bit differently and, and, and a little bit tighter. Um, but I think it's got a lot of good ideas in it. And uh, it it probably is one of the more... It's, it's definitely one of the more interesting episodes of Voyager, I think, I've watched in a while. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, it's not, not quite there for me, but it's it's still pretty good. Yeah, it's a, it's a three for me too, and like it's like a three in the best way possible. It's like this is fine. Yeah. This yeah. is pretty pretty yeah. good. Um, it, but if you if you turn on Voyager, and this is what you get, you're gonna be happy. Yeah, yeah. It's um, <laughs> you know, we, box, we, I guess. we say there's a or my definition of a two is an episode with problems. I think this is kind of a weird version. It's like this is it's like a four with. It's a four with problems in the sense that I do, it's another one of these scripts where I just don't think they picked an angle strongly enough and decided yeah. to go with it. So it, it ends up yeah. being just okay. But it, it could have been good. It just I don't think it gets there, unfortunately. But it, it was enjoyable, uh, thoroughly. Um, it held my attention the entire way through. I thought it was I thought it was good. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones where you can feel that it's like a rewrite away from being like really yeah, good, really good. That's it. Three out of five for both of us. The patrons are a little bit more positive on it, but everyone seemed to have a good time watching Scientific Method. Didn't feel like needles in the eyeballs. This kitty, 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 kitty. Right? Do you get that reference? I do not. <laughs> Isn't that what the woman says in audition? When she's like sticking needles into oh, She's saying something in Japanese, yeah. but it sounds like kitty, 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 kitty. Something, kitty. something like that, yes. Yeah, yeah there's, no, there's also no feet cutting off or vomiting into dog bowls, unfortunately. Yeah. <clears throat> There will be. Do you remember the movie Fire in the Sky? Yeah. 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 I remember that, that being that, a huge deal for some that, yeah, that felt like for a like <laughs> for people people our age. That was like a defining I was talking about maybe it was just boys. I don't know. Because I was talking yeah. about that the other night and no one seemed to remember. Really? At least, uh, the, yeah. Uh, my girlfriend wasn't aware of it. Amanda didn't know what I was talking about. Oh. I was like, you don't remember the scene? from fire in the sky where the guy gets abducted it's like the most it's seared into my brain it's the most terrifying thing i've ever it's, seen it's where they the do only like part of that movie the thing that over his face yeah they cut the and then they hole. cut the thing and he's like ah. 
you know, it's and then the needle goes in. It's it's horrifying. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember I that movie. I was actually looking at it recently because I read a book about alien um, UFO sightings and I was looking up the stuff and I looked at that and it didn't make any money. It wasn't like a huge thing, yeah. but for me, it felt like it was like the movie of the year for some reason. Yes. I, I don't know why. Yeah. I, I don't know if it like, I don't know if I rented it or maybe I watched it. So that, that came out like right in the pocket of the X-Files yeah. being big. And uh, my favorite show, non-X-Files sci-fi show at the time was Sightings. I don't know if you remember Sightings. Mm-hmm. Uh, sighting was was like um, was like a uh, uh, unsolved mysteries, but about like aliens and shit. Yeah, just it was great. Yeah. Um, and so I was primed for that thing. And I, I don't know if I rented it, but I think it was like I think they played it on Fox or something, right at right at the height of that stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I don't remember much of the rest of the movie, but boy, do I remember that abduction scene. Yep. Them dragging him through Dan, the hallway. <laughs> He's like dragging yeah. him by the leg. The aliens are pulling him through. Yeah. Yeah. My buddy Dan rewatched it recently, and he said that scene is legitimately horrifying, but the rest of the movie is incredibly boring. Yeah, I don't, I don't even is a lot of the movie after the abduction because if I remember the structure, it's basically he gets abducted, and then it's like the trauma recovery, and then at the very end of the movie, they have like a hypnosis scene or something where he remembers everything that happened to him. I think that's that the structure sounds of it. right. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like the the actual you don't see the actual abduction until like late into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I read a UFO book. Um and it was okay. I felt that I felt like the author was going out of his way to You get into this weird you get into this weird thing, right? Where it's like uh, the UFO people say this is an unidentified flying object and people will always your your mind instinctually goes to aliens, right? But like when you mm-hmm. think about it for a second, you go, it doesn't have to be aliens. It just has to be something that no one can identify that's flying around right. out there or something, right. right? So the book lived in this weird spot where it's like it um it seemed like it was it wanted to <clears throat> believe that there was something strange happening out there, but whenever it set up a story, it would always you. It's like all UFO things. Like it sets up what you see, and it's like all this witness testimony. You're like, "This is weird shit. I can't believe that this happened." Like, how does no, how do more people not know about this? And then they have like a skeptic character give their side of the story, and it's such an obvious explanation. You're like, "Oh, of course, that's right." <laughs> that's yeah. why it's like, it, how could it not be that? Is the kind of thing, and it's just it's a little bit of a letdown in that way because I don't know. I just the the UFO thing it just strikes me as very. Um, It's weird, but it can't be anything, right? It just has to be. It's just you're just seeing weird unless shit, it, you know. Unless it is something, it might be something. But there was like just the, before we go, is the one funny one was like there's this family that um, they were, you know, r- extremely rural family, and they uh, said that aliens. They were all hanging out. Uh, and aliens landed and they were looking out the windows at them and the aliens started like coming to the door and like popping into the window and stuff like that. And the family got their shotguns and started shooting at the aliens and they nice. said they couldn't hit any of them, but they could see them running around out there. And so they drew a sketch of the alien and it goes into this whole thing. And then the the back, like the skeptics come on and they're like, well, the family had been drinking and <laughs> near, <laughs> near the, near the house that we found like a nest of, um, 
like long horned owls that are known to attack mm. people. And they do, they show a picture next to the sketch of the aliens that the people did. It's just the owl, you know, it's like the owl right, with the little yeah. ears. And stuff. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just so silly. I, the thing that, that freaks me out more than, than the UFO stuff. Cause yeah, I feel like the UFO there's, there's so many explanations that like you're saying, make perfect sense as to what is to it, it not being what people think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the it's, stuff that freaks me out are the stories, the the abduction stories, and like the things of like lost time and stuff like that. And because, you know, that could be anything as well. But that's when things get a little bit more gray as far as, you know, where the explanations go from. Well, you know, I mean, he could have been drinking, he could have blacked out, but there's no evidence that that was the case. You know, th- that's yep. when things get a little bit more freaky for me. Do you know the Mick West YouTube channel? He's sort of a UFO no. debunker. He's he's good. Um, he's very interesting, but he debunks a lot of the stuff and does it in a very very interesting way. But it is the um, you you for the alien stuff, you run into the big problem of you know that military guy who said that like the government has actual you know collected. Uh, UFOs and things like that. Yeah. We have bodies and the, all all the nations of the world keep it a secret, but everyone, everyone has alien bodies. It's bizarre that, you know, if you do the math out, you would assume that aliens that are able to come from huge, great distances to our planet through space travel have much higher safety ratings than like cars crashing into each other on earth. Like how many times can a UFO crash in on this planet with these aliens? Like, are they just horrible when they get, when they get here? It's just, it's very strange. It's just, it's that kind of stuff that always sticks out. It's like, it can't possibly be real because it doesn't make sense that they, they fly a billion light years and they get here and they crash for some reason. Right. Yeah. Well, Hey, you know, what was the, uh, one of those, mars rovers that we shot up yep. there just we completely bricked it off like the side of a mountain or something <laughs> so you never know hey i'm not it could be v'ger it could be v'ger that's totally fine yeah. thanks everybody for listening to us ramble on about this and that and talk about scientific method patreon.com slash the if you want to support the show clay have anything you want to say um check out rotten horror picture show we're starting up our halloween series on patreon we're doing 12 of the 13 Halloween movies, and uh, we'll be keeping keeping the regular show going with uh, Get Out coming. Oh, do you soon. have Get maybe Out? It, yeah. Yeah, my, my, maybe by the time this comes out, Get Out will be out, and then Psycho, and then uh, Wes will actually be joining us for a couple movies because Amanda's going on vacation, so uh, yeah, it'll be fun. We got our 100th episode coming up pretty soon, and uh, yeah, Badass will be back at some point. I'm not really sure when. <clears throat> the huge. That's yeah. it. And I think on Patreon we're going to have our police episode up soon. All about, all about policing and uh, the racist institutions. It ties in thematically with Get it. Out. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're just building. We're building a uh, a thematic adventure our on deep, Patreon. Deep dive at the history of the United States police force. <clears throat> I don't think I. What was that? What was that? What was the claim about the police? I can't remember. Like the actual police force. There's always some bizarre claim. Anyway, we will be back next. Oh, wait a minute. Is this uh, yeah, let me scroll to the top. Yeah, Year of Hell is our next 
episode oh, two-parter cool so it's the two-parter i did see i did see uh what's his name clarence boddicker um, yes clarence boddicker in the in the little thumbnail so i'm excited to see kurtwood smith yeah he's the uh main <clears throat> antagonist of the two-parter very so. good very good highly uh frequently said is the best one of the better guest stars on star trek actually because of that performance in that episode but it'll be good year of hell is a two-parter so we're going to be watching both episodes in one podcast and just finish it up be done. I, I hope he I hope there's a scene where he comes in and goes, Can you fly, Neelix? And he throws him out of the ship. <laughs> <clears throat> Bitches leave. Thanks everybody for listening. We will be back next week with Year of Hell. See ya.